Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? Now, today's episode is a capture of some of the great ideas I picked up listening to another podcast, that of Tim Ferriss. Now, if you've never heard of Tim Ferriss before, where have you been? This guy created the four-hour series of books, The Four-Hour Body, The Four-Hour Chef, The Four-Hour Workweek, and has written a couple of great books called Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentors. Both are fantastic books looking at high achievement, high performers, and what they do that makes them successful. I can highly recommend both books. They are books I regularly dip into to look at how some of the world's most impressive people do their thing. And it's a great way of developing yourself is to tap into the experience of others. Now, one of the things that Tim Ferriss does is he has a podcast where he regularly interviews these people. And that's how he formed the information for his two recent books. And just this past week, his podcast episode was an interview with Gary Keller. Now, Gary Keller is the co-author of the book, The One Thing which has a subtitle that says The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. It's a book I dived into in great depth in a recent episode of the podcast as I was starting to look at how I could get clearer on my priorities. So when I saw this interview, I thought I am going to listen to this interview because I'm sure there's going to be some great stuff there. Now, what I didn't realise What I didn't realise when I first started listening to this, and I didn't realise at the end, is that Gary Keller very, very rarely does interviews. So this was something I am really delighted to have dived into. Now, I'm going to put the link to the episode in Tim Ferriss' podcast um, in the show notes to this episode. But if you go to the Tim Ferriss podcast, just do a Google search for it and go to the Car- Gary Keller episode. Again, just search on the website. You'll find it there. You'll be able to r- listen to it yourself. And I strongly recommend you do. Now, it's a long interview. It's about two hours long. The first half, up to about, about an hour's point, is Gary talking about his background in real estate, how he evolved his businesses and some of the challenges he has faced. That's a really interesting listen to get a measure of the man and his achievements so far. And it was fascinating listening to him talk about the things he was doing. And you started to realise just what an alternative thinker he is and how he's taken his ideas and his approach and made a big business out of real estate, which is a very competitive business. And I can remember when I did the review of the book, I questioned whether what his credentials were because I'd never heard of him before um, because he said in the book he said he was the uh, in charge of one of the, 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 the top real estate companies in the US. I had no way of verifying that. However, having listened to this episode, I now get a better understanding of the magnitude of this guy's achievements. And so that gives more credibility to the input he talked about in The One Thing, which is about how to get things done. So at around about the hour point in the interview, Tim Ferriss switches the focus onto looking at how Gary has been able to achieve so much and primarily referencing some of the content that's in the one thing. So what I want to do in this episode is just share with you some of the insights that jumped out at me that I thought that's powerful stuff, not only for me, but I think you'll benefit from it as well. 
So the first one was the focusing question. Now, central to the theme in uh, in the book, The One Thing, is this focusing question. The question basically is, what's the one thing I can do now that will make everything else either irrelevant or much easier? And that is a really, really powerful question. And it's one that he, he mentions a number of times throughout the book. Uh, sorry, throughout the interview, and gives it different contexts as well. Now, this is what I didn't get from the book because I hadn't made those links. This is why it's always useful to listen to an author share their thoughts in the background on the books that they've written because you get insights and applications that may have been edited out of the book because the publisher didn't think it was relevant or just added insights to make it even better and richer for you. So this focusing question is really important. And the context that he gave this was talking about, for example, it's not just about the one thing that you should do today. It's about uh, in your productivity, but it's also across everything that you do. So let me just step back that a bit and look at productivity. He said you shouldn't really ask yourself every minute of the day, what's the one thing I should do now to make everything else either uh, irrelevant or much easier? Because you're still becoming rather reactive. And he's suggesting that you think about your business in a broader, longer-term perspective and ask yourself that question and then work out from what the answer to that question is what you need to be doing today. So that's the productivity element. But he also said the question is very powerful in looking at everything else you do. So, for example, what's the one thing you could do today regarding your health that would make everything else irrelevant or much easier? And that's a really great question to to answer. Now, that could be about your diet. That could be about the type of exercise you're doing. That could be how often you exercise. It could be the fact you start exercising. It could be that you give up alcohol. It could be you give up tobacco. It could be that you um, start uh, eating whole foods instead of processed foods. It, you'll find out what that one thing is. But it's just a great way of thinking about that. And then he started talking about what's the one thing that you could do in your relationship, your personal intimate relationship, that would make everything else much easier or irrelevant. And so it suddenly started to focus my attention on how I could ask that question more often of myself across the other areas of my life. And so he started talking about um, creating habits as well. So I'm talking about creating habits and about how to uh, develop yourself because he linked the question to habits. And so he was saying, what's the one habit that if you were to develop would make everything else easier or irrelevant? And he said the power of forming a habit is a superpower to develop because actually it's quite hard, especially the older that you get, he was saying. And so if you can create and identify that habit and develop that, then you'll be able to move forward on what that most important thing is, that one thing. And one thing I liked about this is he started asking questions about, uh, or he started talking about this development of the habit because Tim Ferriss probed him a little bit deeper and says, well, how do you develop this habit? How do you deform this uh, habit hack, is what he called it. And he says, and his answer was quite interesting. He said, you find a group of people who will support you in achieving that habit. You also set up your environment such that it's conducive to that habit. And maybe even find a guru that you can follow. And although he used the word profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, as opposed to profit as in profit productivity. What's the one person you can follow 
who will give you the support in that particular area of your life. Now, that might be about health, that might be about personal development, that might be about business, that might be about relationships, is that there's a lot of people out there who are giving some very, very good advice. And often people will get overwhelmed by the amount of options they've got and will go from one guru to another to another. So he was saying, What's, who's the one guru, if you were to follow, would make following anyone else irrelevant? And so there are loads of people out there. And I, that really struck me because I suddenly thought, yeah, because I'm very guilty. I've got 60 books or so on personal productivity. If I just followed one of them, then maybe that would give me a much better way of, of developing my own personal productivity. So I thought that was really, really powerful. And it links back to the one thing. And again, I will link to the review I've done of the one thing in the episode show notes. So coming back to some of the other things that he talked once you got beyond this focusing question, he described how he took a year out of his real estate business in order to create the system that would allow franchisees to set up their own operation under his banner. And this, is, this ties in with my pyramid of personal productivity. At the base, you've got the level of energy, then you've got the level of efficiency, then you've got the level of effectiveness. When you create a system, this is where you're operating at the level of efficiency so that you don't have to do everything yourself. You can actually pass that on to someone else and allow someone else to get the same results because you create an efficient system. Now, I've always liked that approach. I love systems. I love processes. I'm a systems engineer by training and background. And I think logically, I think in systems, I tend to process my way through my own learning. So that really appeals to me. So development of systems is really powerful. Another thing that came up was looking at this one thing again. He keeps referring back to this one thing. And this is about his principle of wanting to get his daily work done by midday, by 12 noon. And he says the reason for that is that our willpower is not something we can turn on or off. It depletes during the day. So he's basically saying... Look to block your main thing or your one thing and do that in the morning before midday. And then you can do all the trivial stuff and all any other alternative tasks and projects you've got in the afternoon. And I thought that was really powerful. And it was something I'd been playing around with myself. I can't remember whether it's because I'd read it in his book or whether it was just something that seemed obvious to me. Because I've noticed that my energy, my mental energy, particularly as I've got older, um seems to deplete towards the end of the uh, end of the day and I find myself trying to work a hundred miles an hour from the moment I get up all the way through the day and I'm finding myself become more and more ineffective towards the end of the day. I suddenly started to spot this trend and I've realized now if I bring my primary task activity into the beginning of the day I am much more effective. And the big step, the big hurdle that I found I had to overcome was letting go of the need for being ultra productive throughout the day. To recognize that if I can focus and get everything done by midday, one o'clock, and then allow myself to ease off and only do the less important, the stuff that requires less of my energy and intellectual power in the, in the after part of the day, then that would be better for me. So that was really powerful for me. Now, another thing he talked about was how he manages his planning. And I, I have, I use a paper-based system. I've got a sheet of paper that's got the next month 
activities with an overview of months two and three. Um, I've got a weekly plan and I've got my daily plan. And that evolved out of experimenting early on in the life of this podcast where I realized that if I just looked at what I want to do today, I was jumping from thing to thing to thing quite erratically. And then I had to extend my planning horizon to a week, but I was still jumping from one thing to another. And then I extended to three months and I suddenly became far more stable in being able to choose what I wanted to do and get more things done. He And so I've developed a, a paper-based system that allows me to do that. And what was really encouraging for me is that he talked about that is the way he does it. He struggles with the concept of using electronic devices primarily because um, it's harder, especially if you're just using a smartphone. Whilst you might be able to go and access your diary, it's very hard to see a month's view on a small screen. Whereas with a piece of paper, you can put it out straight away and there it is. So having that paper-based system was really powerful. It's working really well for me at the moment when I work it. And I've noticed a big difference in my productivity when I just get up and do things that I, I, I'm focusing on. Um, I've realized now I need to plan my day the night before, even if I know exactly what I'll be doing the following day and working on that, on that alone. It allows me to frame in some of the more uh, routine stuff that I sometimes forget when I'm planning my day. I've got to cook my meals. I've got to pop out and do errands. I might have an appointment. I might have meetings. There's other things around my life I have to fit in as well. And so what, by scheduling when they are, I can block out the really important times. So that was, uh, that was another thing that I took from the interview. Now, here's something that I can remember in his book. Now it was mentioned but I only really fully understood it when he was talking about today. And it's this quote. A big challenge people often have is they face a clearer path to a lesser goal. I'll say that again. A big challenge people often face is they, have, uh, they, they, they face a clearer path to a lesser goal. Now, it took me a while to process this, but then I listened to Gary Keller and Tim Ferriss talk about it, and it's basically this. Progress is made... Significant progress in your business, in your life, whatever you're doing, is made by taking and dealing with big, meaty problems and putting big, meaty things in place. Sometimes that requires effort, that requires challenge, that requires overcoming problems, that requires facing all sorts of difficulties to do that. But often what happens, and, and sometimes the path towards those isn't always clear. And part of the problem is working out what are the steps that need to be taken. Sometimes you start taking steps and you go down a particular route that isn't where you need to go and you have to readjust. But that's part of developing and making things successful. And the reason why more people aren't successful is because not everyone is willing to go through that. And so the context of this quote, the clearer path to a lesser goal is a problem people face, is that sometimes it's quite easy to see the route through to doing something that is relatively easy, easier or maybe irrelevant to what you're trying to achieve full stop. And so in, in the absence of trying to think and work your way through to what you really want to achieve, you take the easier path down to something that isn't maybe where you really truly want to go. And I thought that was really powerful. And I've seen the I've seen that happen time and time again with myself, definitely, but also with the people I've worked with. But I just thought that was a beautiful way of describing that. Now, another thing that Gary Keller does that um, I really buy into is 
this concept of setting your day up with a morning routine. He has a morning routine that includes physical exercise, high intensity, uh, high impact intensity, high, in- high intensity, high intensity interval training on a on a CV on a push bike, I think it is, and weights. And that works really well for him. I have a similar morning routine regarding exercise and meditation. But it was just a reminder that getting yourself in a good, strong physiological state before you start your day is a really powerful way of starting the day. And there's all sorts of um, all sorts of things that you can do. Now, one of the things that I liked about his suggestion, so he uses high-intensity in- interval training. So... Uh, four minutes sprinting, one minute resting, four minutes sprinting, one minute resting. And what I didn't know was he gave a very simple explanation of why it's so important. So if you just do 30 minutes CV on a bike and, and go at a steady pace, that's okay, that's going to help you. But the reason why the intensity is so important, so rapid bursts of high intensity followed by rest, is that you have multiple contractions and expansions of the arteries in doing that which will exercise them far more powerfully than just a steady state uh, cardiovascular workout. And that I suddenly thought, right, I've got to do some uh, more hit training. So I, I got a lot out of that. I got a lot out of that. Now, the next thing that was really important was having rules for decisions. A big challenge that I see in the corporate space where you've got organizations full of people all trying to interact with each other and do stuff is that the constant requests on people's time and energy and with the scale of business that Gary's got he has lots and lots of people want his time and energy so what he's developed is a strategy for saying no and he pretty much says no to everything Um, but having that uh, that's a simple way of doing it But I just like the idea of developing a strategy for being able to say no to someone. What's the criteria? If they ask you certain things, automatically say no. But also having a set of scripts and things that you can say when you say no. The thing I liked about what Gary said was that there were a number of things he said uh, that he would say. First thing, he would say, look, I really like to say yes, but if I say yes to um, uh, anybody, I've got to say yes to everybody and I just don't have the time. Um, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to decline. I love that. Another one he said that he used was, um, look, I plan my time and my schedule a year in advance. And unfortunately, I'm already booked that day for, for doing that. So whilst they may not necessarily work uh, for you in terms of the specifically one, the specific ones, at some point, you're going to have to say no to things. In fact, I think the biggest challenge we have in moving forward with our productivity is not what we should do and say yes to, but what we should not do and say no to. Because we've got many more options than what we actually have the capability of doing. So I thought that was really powerful. Now, the last thing that Gary was asked by Tim Ferriss was if you had a billboard and could put up a saying, a phrase that would encapsulate your philosophy in life, what would it be? And it was just four words, think big, aim high. So when pressed on that, he he said, well, the reason why you do that is because why would you ever want to do anything average, mediocre? 
if you're, and he used, he used a lovely example of getting engaged or, or trying to encourage your, your, your uh, partner to, to, to get to marry you. You wouldn't say, oh, I've, I've thought of this average life that we can have together where we can maybe be happy and or relatively happy and uh, moderately happy or whatever it is like that. And I thought, because you, you actually, you'd say to someone, I've thought of this great big plan. We're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. And even if you don't meet them, it's much better setting that high goal than it is to a uh, sort of mediocre goal. And I thought that was really powerful. Listen to the interview. He explains it much, much better than I. So that is just some things that I took from this fantastic interview. As I say, it's two hours long. The first hour is all about Gary Keller's business uh, and his activities. Worth a listen to, definitely, because it gives you some insights into someone who has achieved big things and some of the uh, challenges he's overcome, which was very interesting. But from about an hour in, you'll get some really, really powerful stuff on how to be productive, how to get lots of great things done, and high performance. I've shared with you the highlights for me. There were many more things there that you might find beneficial as well. So that's today's episode. Until tomorrow.